Tone Deaf is the journey of a musical theater nerd, bringing musicals into the life of their musically challenged spouse. The reactions to the musicals are real and mostly unedited. This show is rated explicit for mature content and strong language. Now sit back, relax, and have a laugh. You're listening to Tone Deaf. Not so long ago, in a town not so far away. So, there's actually going to be another film adaptation of this. Cool. Um, and we're going to be seeing it. Sweet, sweet, sweet. It is a period of musical theater horror. The Cats movie trailer has dropped. Then a release date. Then another. The Cats movie was imminent. And being hosts of a musical theater podcast, Kay and Warren knew they had to see this CGI abomination. Kay and Warren had just woken up and realized that this was the day they were going to see the Cats movie. On the 21st day of December, their lives were going to change forever. Welcome to Tone Deaf, a theater nerd's guide for their musically challenged spouse. I'm Kay, a musical theater nerd. And that's Warren. He's, uh, he's been turned into a cat. Yeah, I'm sorry, babe. I, I wish I knew how to fix this. I, I think that, uh, the people responsible for the digital fur technology snuck into our house last night and made it not so digital. Yeah, I'm sorry, babe. It, it's, it's really, like, I, I don't want to judge or anything, but, yeah, it, it, I know that people are saying that the Cats movie made them horny, which makes me worry, but this does not, yeah, this does not do it for me. Um, to give you an idea of what Warren looks like right now, um, he has like this layer of thin, skin-tight fur on his human body. He has a tail that does not seem to be moving with any regard to emotional state or anything like that. Um, he still has his human head, except his ears have been placed on the top of his head. It's it's horrifying. Yeah. And... No, we won't kill you. We'll figure this out. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man, babe. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe as we talk about uh, the new Cats movie... You're, you'll start becoming more human again? I don't know. Aww. I'm sorry, babe. May oh, you know what? Let me, let me get an essential oil real quick. I think that doTERRA actually made one. <coughs> it's okay. You know, it's okay. It's okay. Let's see. Uh, we've got, hmm. Uh, let's see. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, Cat's Bane. <coughs> so... We're just gonna we're just gonna drop some of this under your tongue. <laughs> 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 
get it out. You were licking yourself a lot there, so. Talk about having a hairball in your throat. Right? Oh, man. Thank you, Kay. Yeah. I'm going to have to vacuum now, but that's okay. That's okay. It's a bit of a mess. I'm sorry about that. It's okay, babe. Um, Thank you you for the quick... Thank you for the quick thinking. I mean, once I get this taste out of my mouth, it should be good. And that's not the cat's bane. Like, yeah. No, I'm sorry, babe. I'm sorry. If only I could have done that when I was a teenager, it would been different, but... (laughs) Oh my god. So, uh, yeah, we're about to go see the uh, Cats movie. You know, we we, we haven't uh, seen spoilers or anything, you know, because we, we, we're trying to avoid spoilers, but uh, being on any form of social media or exposure to the internet, you're going to come across things. Mm-hmm. The reception for this movie has not been good no i mean it came out yesterday right yes yeah it came out yesterday we're, we ha- we're seeing it a day late well technically is... it came out thursday oh. to try and come out at the same time as star wars because <sighs> oh god you know I'm, I'm very i i feel like this has to be a producer's thing mm-hmm. like they're like let's dump a ton of money into this get a really good cast and then when it fails we'll somehow save a shit ton of money Speaking of, want to know what the budget was? $400 million? Oh, less. It's less than that. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, they got a pretty sizably good cast. $200 million? $95 million. Really? Mm-hmm. That, I mean, for one, that that's... Considering the uh, the cast that they have... Yeah. I'm surprised. Yeah. And, but at the same time, that does explain why the CGI looks so bad, in my opinion, and why their cat costumes overall don't look that good. Yeah, special... And you know what it's made so far? Five million? Less. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, this this is a producer's thing. This is a producer's <sighs> thing. They, they that's totally what they're trying to do. Yeah, I I'm trying to. I I sit here and I. So I have a soft spot for cats because it was my first live musical, like not counting Sesame Street Live or anything like that, or when I got to see Sherry Lewis in person, uh, in concert, but. Cats was my first live musical, and so, you know, back in the 90s, there was an adaptation planned by Amblimation, who did American Tale, and just, it would have been so good, and uh, your sister showed us the concept art for that version. There is a universe where a cat's adaptation is really good. Like, that, I think that's the issue, is that it would be... I think it would be easier to make a good one than yeah. it would be to make a bad one. Yeah. Like, just because they're the choices, the artistic direction that I have seen this go. We haven't even got... We haven't even seen the movie, but we have seen the, the trailers. trailers. And uh, it's... it's And of, unfortunately, we've seen what... <sighs> Some people have said just well. Yeah. I mean, I've seen more of it than you have. Yeah, because I've I've kept myself from seeing any. I have not seen anything, reviews. Any I've not seen anything specific about any one mm-hmm. specific 
subject of the movie. Yeah. All I have seen is that people are like, this is bad. Charlotte Clymer, who I absolutely adore, said that you need that you shouldn't even see it high. <laughs> and that's scary. Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm still wondering uh, if you took it with LSD, some type of hallucinogen, if you just come out of there thinking that you were watching a movie about cats yowling or in an you'd alley. see their skin melt off or something crazy like that. Um, this is also directed by the same guy responsible for the Les Mis movie. The one with Russell Crowe. Yes. So, I don't know. Which we haven't seen. Yeah, and we haven't course, seen it. And your sister the other night was saying, don't see it. Yeah, I have no desire to see the uh, Les Mis movie with Russell Crowe, just because you know how much I love Les Mis, and I don't want anything to destroy it for me. <laughs> um, but, oh man, I'm just, I'm so scared. It's got like a 16 or a 19% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, our, our dear friend, Ruckland let us know that this is the this is a movie that released a day one patch which how did why why would you release the beta version of a movie to theaters i like i don't Early think access movies like people. seriously help us develop Jesus the movie Christ. like your input matters like uh, i don't think any amount of tri specular shielding is going to your luminescent god rays is going to yeah. make the movie better <sighs> just man yeah i'm i'm not okay with this my uh computer decided to be a dumb butt but we're just gonna let it the not be a dumb butt the computer is also protesting it's like i don't want to record yeah. this either you're gonna you're gonna go see cats and then you're gonna come back you're gonna turn me back on you're gonna talk into me and then I'm going to have to store this digitally. Yeah. And I'm a computer, so I won't forget it. Yeah, I mean, it's even sitting here going, hey, you know, I've got some updates. Do you want to restart? No. <laughs> no, you're suffering through this with us, do you, computer. Do you guys maybe want to take a break and rethink your lives and what led you to this point? Why, why did you buy tickets for cats instead of Star Wars? I mean, <laughs> you could have gone and seen a Star War instead of this abomination. The CGI and the Star War won't creep you out. Mm. Unless they do, like, uh, in Rogue One, that wasn't okay. What are you referring to? When they CGI'd... Oh, oh, Moff. Yeah, yeah Moff Tarkin. Moff Tarkin. Uh, that was not okay. <laughs> Can we start referring to that as CGI necromancy? Yeah. Because that's what, that's what it is. There's a reason necromancy's a taboo. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, yeah, the I don't know. I'm I'm sitting here going, okay. Things that we can look forward to. Good music, hopefully. Hopefully. That's, that's like the one thing. Taylor Swift's in it, so I don't know about that, but I'm I mean, we've I'm heard sorry, the, I hate uh, Taylor Swift. Uh, I don't I don't know enough about her to like or not like her. Uh I will never forgive her for the cover that she did of September. That's fair. The only thing I know about Taylor Swift is like she always sings about breaking up with mm -hmm. boyfriends and she's had like, like a I'm sure of that she's a decent person maybe I don't know she's, I'm just she's LGBTQ she friendly. is LGBTQ friendly which you know I mean that should be the baseline for all humanity <laughs> but whatever but I just I will not forgive her for that cover of September because that destroyed my soul when I listened to it. <laughs> and I had to I had to go into the ether and snatch pieces yeah. of it back together and then yep. press it in my hands and shove it back in your <coughs> chest. Yep. Sorry. It's okay. I didn't, so, I didn't mean to punch you in the breastplate. It's okay. It's I've got the pigeon 
chess, so we're fine. <laughs> but yeah, the music probably will be good. Um, yeah, I'm terrified. So Weber's shows have framing devices in them all the time that are kind of odd, like, you know, the little boy and Starlight Express and... I kind of want, I'm sitting here going, these cats, especially Victoria, have collars. This is what I am the most afraid of, that we are going to see humans in this universe. <laughs> if we do, I bet it will just be like, it'll be like Charlie Brown, it'll just be like from the knee down, and they'll have big, booming, <sighs> echoey voices, or maybe the cats that'll, won't even be able to understand them. That'll more be like Tom and Jerry, because the adults weren't even visible in Charlie Brown. Tom and Jerry oh. had the waist down, which, but if you do that, considering how they scaled the world for these cats, because the person in charge of scaling the set was not someone who ever owned a cat, Maybe apparently. Maybe they should have gone to cat school. Yeah, they, oh my god, they went to cat school, you guys. <laughs> they went to cat school. That's <laughs> right. Is that housed in the same area as Clown College, or is it like adjacent, like, whoa? They had to learn how to lead with their ears and their nose, which I... I don't know. Maybe other people's theater experiences were different from mine, like the acting class and stuff, because we had... I, I was eight when I started going to acting classes, and we had, like, movement classes where even if we weren't playing an animal, we still were learning how to move like that animal in case we had to. And... I also sit here and go, if you're, if you've watched a cat, you should know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. You're cute when you're facing an existential crisis. Uh, I mean, I already faced one when I woke up and saw you covered in fur. Uh, that was frightening. <laughs> it's It's one thing to see it on the big screen, but it's another to see it right in front of you. Like, oh, oh boy. You know, I've never known what it's like to be a narcissist until I was a cat. Yeah. And then I was like, it's all about me. Yeah. Though I Pat will me, say, Kay. Stephen was not okay with that. Well, that's because now there was a, a, a much larger male cat that was intact mm -hmm. in the room. And he was like, oh, crap, he's going to be spraying everywhere. Yeah, and Latte was very confused. She, Do uh, I have a dead cat? Yeah, like, she tried to sniff your brain, and you did not like that. Um, and then uh, then she was like, but you're also my dad. I don't know what to do anymore. I think we're going to have to find a therapist for her after this. <laughs> that poor dog. Oh, boy. Yeah, so it's not just going to be us going to suffer, though. Um, no, we, we uh, rounded up an entire uh, posse to go and... I don't like the money. word posse. But <laughs> <laughs> that, that works. We rounded up a group of fellow uh, torturees. <laughs> yes, our our uh, escapade this fine evening will be uh, you, mm -hmm. me, my sister, your mother, your mother's friend, and your sister. Yes. So it'll be a good old I... time. I have not checked. I should check. This will be amazing audio 
to see. Oh, oh are you going to check if yes. more tickets have been sold? Yes. Excellent. So when Kay uh, bought tickets for this, we were the only ones who had purchased tickets for the showing. Uh, take silent bets right now, listeners. Uh, I'm betting that more tickets have been sold, but I bet the theater is still mostly empty. <laughs> Yeah, I was right. Theater is mostly empty. Yep. Are we I mean, the ones in the middle? Some, uh, yeah, we're the ones right there in the middle, that block of tickets. Those poor people in front of us. <laughs> you know, this this makes me a little sad because I was hoping the theater would be entirely empty except for us so that I could curse at the screen. But... Oh, man. Well, and then you look at the 340. Oh, later in the day and it just gets fewer and fewer people. I mean, then again, it could. Oh. Oh. That poor date couple late at night yeah oh I just you know i bet later and later what it is is the people going to see that show are just going to be higher and higher yeah god i well i mean it's utah so meanwhile do you want to see its competitor oh star wars i mean yes. i'm just assuming sold out because it's star wars yeah except for some in the front row yep that's around the same time as what we're seeing so yeah don't doesn't surprise me you know what though we made the good choice we made the good choice because it will just be us and a few of our closest friends and a couple of strangers instead of a packed theater and, and we uh, can all just you'll hear this full body just yeah. hopefully or there's gonna be the one guy in the back just like yeah Oh God, yeah, bomb ballerina! Oh, God, dance for me. I wonder if I wonder I want if some of that catnip. Oh, you stop that right now! <laughs> I wonder if anybody's gonna be in costume for cats. I'm wearing puss and pie, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> which uh, when we do our uh, so pull back the curtain so that you can go backstage with us. Ah, I'm naked. The opening number has not been recorded yet. <laughs> Warren will be videotaping some of it, and it may be on our Instagram, which if you had followed our Instagram, you would have seen. Um, and gone, what the hell is Kay doing? <laughs> Why is Kay meowing? Have they lost their mind? Yes, they have. But... <laughs> it's your fault, cats. Cats, it's your fault. No, it's your fault, Weber. Can we just say that? Because uh, most of our most bizarre shows that I don't like are Weber's. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hence, hence our beef with Weber. Yeah, except for that I... So, my feud with Weber is slightly on hold until we see this movie. Just because of Johnny Depp's bullcrap with the Michael Jackson's Glove musical. I'm still hoping that that falls through and doesn't happen. I do too, because... I don't, don't want to start a new feud. I don't want to. I don't want to have to see it. <laughs> yeah, because we will have to see it. I mean, we're tone deaf. A theater nerd's guide for their musically challenged spouse. We've got to see musicals, great or small. Um, I do laugh at that one thing you showed me that uh, Katie stole from oh. some more news post or even more news posted. Saying yeah, she had posted that thing on Twitter that had uh, that. She had retweeted, and it was a thing saying that Cats is the death knell for uh, Hollywood musicals. And she's like, I don't think that's the case. It's probably just going to be the death knell for Cats. Because if you think about it, there have been a lot of shitty movie musicals yeah. in recent years. And you know what? Movie musicals are still a thing. Yeah, life goes on. Yeah, it's not, it's not like when Hello, Dolly killed movie musicals, which we'll cover that one later. 
Um, and it didn't kill it forever. It just made it, you know, not a quote-unquote viable option. Caused the great musical recession. Yes, it did. It caused the great movie musical recession. Um, I don't know. I I don't think this will kill movie musicals. I don't either. Because we've seen worse, maybe, hopefully. God, (laughs) this may be the worst one we've seen. I don't know. Only time will tell. Only time will tell. I mean... We have seen Starlight Express, which Weber don't just don't do not do and, not do. And we've seen Grease too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, though we haven't seen Grease too yet. But we have seen Grease as well. <laughs> you shit. Uh, I have to get my humor somewhere before we go <laughs> face the gauntlet. Uh, of... Before we stare into the void. <laughs> stare into the void. Sometimes the void looks back, but. Uh, uh, Mama K was funny, though, saying, Oh, with the day one patch, are they adding back in the kibbles and bits? <laughs> no, Mama. No. <laughs> it'll be a be... different kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, any uh, predictions other than abject horror? <laughs> um, I predict that... There will at least be one song that is really good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, I, I predict that I will need a lobotomy after this. Mm-hmm. And, and a nap. A cat nap? Like a dirt nap. Oh. <laughs> I, uh... I predict that Bombal Arena is not going to live up to her name, because when I think Taylor Swift, I don't think Dancer. Um, I'm going to predict that there's going to be some contrived romance, either between Victorian Mistopheles or Victorian Plato. They've really, like in the trailer, if the trailers are to be believed, unfortunately, um, it does seem to follow Victoria the yeah, whole time. Yeah, Victoria's our audience insert. Which... So she's going to probably have a romance of some kind, and I am betting it's Mr. Mistopheles. I mean, that's who I shipped her with when I was in elementary school, but that's because I was like, black cat and a white cat, yes. Um... <laughs> uh, Yay for I... swirl fur! <laughs> I, uh, I also predict that, uh, I'm going to have a reason to not get horny when I see Jennifer (laughs) Hudson or Idris Elba. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have a, uh, a erection killer even though I don't have a dick. I was gonna say, wait, what, wait, what? I couldn't think of the right term. Your spirit dick? (laughs) Yeah, my spirit dick will have an erection killer. And I can just, if I get horny in a bad situation, I can just think back to this movie and go, hmm, yeah, no, it's, it's dead. Um, I predict that characters that are just one-offs in the musical are going to have more of a fleshed out plot than just the, oh, this is my name and I want to die. <laughs> You know, know what I want to see more than the actual movie is I want to see behind the... I want to see the behind the scenes making of this with the actors Mm -hmm. and just 
at any point if they go, what the fuck are we doing? Like, <laughs> I want to ask, like, I want to, how much did you get paid for this role? Mm-hmm. Was it worth it? Do you feel dirty after taking <laughs> Andrew Lloyd Webber's dirty, dirty fur money? Like, <laughs> I, you know what, though? This movie will probably prevent a little bit of growth for the furry fandom. Maybe. Or, well, no, because the furry fandom has better taste with <laughs> I was thinking furries, cartoonish animals. Furries are relatively harmless. And yeah, furries are good um, for the most part. Like, there, there is a gross community in furries. Yeah, but that exists anywhere. But, yeah, that exists anywhere. But, like, I just mean, like, I think... Maybe this won't do a Peter off on, (laughs) god damn it, on furries in general, but we might not see as many cat furries and definitely not as many cat girls as we've seen. Unless this sparks a new fetish. The digital fur fetish. It's an expensive fetish. Not everyone can afford. No. Be, be a regular furry and just go with the fake fur. Don't go with digital fur. <laughs> I uh, I just... What's funny is uh, both times we watched the trailers mm-hmm. for the upcoming movie, it just made me want to go back and look at the original Cats. Because while that one is bizarre and is mm-hmm. also a spectacle... At least they looked more like cats. Yeah. And this one, is I just can't get over the uncanny valley of the faces. With the original cats, it was a lot easier to to just kind of accept. Yeah. But with this one, it's like they don't look right. Some things should not be CGI'd. Some things should just be done. Either you do practical effects with makeup and prosthetics, or you do hand-drawn animation, or CGI cats. Not people that... Not cat homunculi. (laughs) Cats. Like, I would have actually been more interested, like, in... Because I am interested in this, but, like, more... I'm not interested out of fear if it had been like, oh, hey, we did semi-realistic cats. Like, hey, I would see that because I would kind of be curious on... You know, what? what is this like through the eyes of a cat instead of, you know, just these monsters, these cat chimeras gonna expect old Deuteronomy to just be like, Weber, why the, it hurts? The check cleared. <laughs> Weber. Uh... Like, they, they managed to make a bunch of very attractive actors look very frightening just with the trailer. Mm-hmm. I don't... I want to... I kind of want to know the reason behind... Like, there... I know that the reason's got to be, oh, we need to be able to tell that it's Taylor Swift and Jason Derulo. But at the same time, I'm like, were you trying to claim that it's an artistic thing of, oh, these are cats, but we're humanizing them with their experience? No. Just fucking make them cats. I'm I'm fairly confident in my uh, initial idea that mm-hmm. it is a producer situation. They're like, we will get big name actors, so they can't say that we were just casting nobodies. Mm-hmm. Gonna do lots of uh, uh, promotions for it because mm-hmm. you know they were that trailer was playing an awful lot, 
Uh, I think that that's intentional. I think, and then they pushed it closer to Star Wars. They're like, we're going to make this thing fail mm-hmm. so that we can. I don't know how they are able to squirrel away money on that a failure. Needs to not be a thing. That really does. It's the same thing that uh, Uwe Boll does when he makes shitty video game movies. You know, the With fact the express that, purpose of making him fail. The fact that a movie and a musical and then a musical of said movie, or a movie of said musical, there we go, um, have all been created. I'm talking about the producers. That should be enough to make somebody out there go, we need to fix that shit. We need to fix that so that people can't get rich off of fucking failures. Like, just... Hmm. No, not meow. Not meow. I'm not gonna. I, I'm. I'm gonna be sleeping with one eye open now. <laughs> uh, so. All right, Kay. We should uh, not put it off anymore. No. We need to face the music. Face the music. Ew. <laughs> I hear latte. She's like, is there a cat in here? Is that a cat again? Is that a cat? I I've come to terms with it. Let me let me go let me go sniff Dad's brain. I need to no. sniff it. All right. I think I think we've meandered long enough on this intro. We're putting yeah. off the inevitable. Yeah. So um, wish us luck in the uh, intervening for you guys. It will only be like two and a half minutes for us. The it will be an eternity. <laughs> for us, it will be an eternity as we. Uh, Go watch and then (laughs) compile our emotions regarding cats. Yay. Hi folks, we wanted to take a quick moment to thank our Patreon sponsors. Thank you to our stage crew sponsor, Jasmine Wu, and our producer circle sponsors, Bianucci and Reagan. Thank you so much for your continued support of our show. We truly appreciate it. And now, let's hear from our friend the Lazy Skeleton over at Me, My Demon, and I. The name's Johnny. Johnny. Jonathan. Johnny. I have... a demon. <laughs> And his name is hard to pronounce, so I'll just call him Vet. I am not a very smart man. You're so stupid. But I didn't think things would get this bad. A three-alarm fire tragedy has struck our community. Blame the lime. Man, oh man, was I wrong. Stay tuned for me, my demon, and I. And now, the lights are going down and the music is starting back up. So let's hop into the second act of the show. Well, that was an experience. Why does this musical suck so hard and is terrible? Cause it could have been good. Yeah, this was... 
I will say that, like you said when we were leaving the theater, the Rotten Tomatoes score is a little harsh. Uh, y- yes. Uh, th- I, th- this show should be about a 30 <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes website. 19 or 16 is too low. There was some beauty to be found within this turd. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, there were some... So, for those of you listening, there will be spoilers. This is also... Wait, what? Yeah, we we will spoil things. Since when? Ah... So we'll we'll spoil things so that it, you can make your own decision if you want to see this and uh, or if you just want to suffer through us. You know what you know what you should do. You should wait until it's on your available streaming service. Yes, yes. Don't, you can go see it in a dollar theater, maybe. Mm-hmm. Don't shell out seven dollars, whatever we did a person. Yeah, I'm sitting here remembering how much I spent on tickets, mm-hmm. and I'm not. I'm not happy about it either. But you know, uh, this this is this is the cross that we must bear for our wonderful listeners who just yep. have to know how bad was this? Did it stack up to the trailer? Was the trailer cut poorly? Was it misleading? No, no, it no. wasn't. No, in fact, the trailer will not prepare you for some things that happen in the musical that we legit recoiled in horror. I mean, I will, I will say that for the most part, um, it's a, it's a pretty faithful retelling of the version that we watched for our first episode in terms of the general, the general components that do happen. Yeah, but rather than it all taking place in a junkyard and there just kind of doing their own individual song and dance numbers. They go to different locales. and uh, I have a thing to say about that yeah. when we get into our summary. And uh, uh, But still, the faces, the faces on these cat people were not good. The faces, the hands, and the feet. Faces, hands, feet. Uh, I think one of the big things for me was the noses and the, the top part of the lip. Mm-hmm. Like that, 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 I don't know what that's called. On an animal, but we're like that. Yeah. yeah. And it curves up, you know? Yeah. Like they, that they should have, they should have CGI'd that. And Mr. I think for me, the noses and the lips were the biggest issue. And uh-huh. no one showcased uh-huh. that more than Mr. Mistopheles and his bright fucking red lips. Yeah. That was weird. His lips look like a chapped asshole. Yeah. Yeah. I did not know. So. Shall we uh, talk about the wild framing device that I was... So... Do you want to start off or should I? Sure. I'll, I'll start us off this time. We see a car driving down the streets of London. And while, while this is happening, you see a bunch of cats. Humunculi things. Because, yeah, you see, you see our cats kind of in silhouette a little bit. On all fours, watching this car driving down the street. And that was the first sign to me that something was amiss. Um, 
And you do see a person's lap, and I think you see hands, and then you see in the back of the car. That was on the seat next to them. On the seat next to them, yeah. There's something in a bag wriggling, which I'm sitting here going... Are you really fucking going yeah. there? That was that was that was definitely a bummer of an. That open. was that was a dark open. I mean, it does make something that happens later make sense. M- make sense, yeah. but at the same time, I'm just sort of like, God damn it! Um, and then this person comes out of their car, and I'm really glad that we don't see their face because I wouldn't have been okay with the rest of the movie having seen a human face in a world where cats and something else have human faces. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, And they throw the bag into the junkyard. And this is all to the the overture music for cats. And I forgot to add one other thing. After the uh, Universal Pictures logo, you have the clouds and the moon, and there's a fucking cat face in the clouds. Yeah. That was fucking... And then, and what's mm. funny about that is then, like in classic cloud fashion, the it changes a bit, and one of the eyes goes away, and it makes it look like it's winking. Yeah. And I almost feel like that was them going, <laughs> we got your money, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, that was the biggest fuck you. Um, and so while that's happening, the cats are like, while uh, the bag is wriggling on the ground and the cats are all coming out to inspect this bag. They're poking it. Yeah, they're poking it, and it's getting frenetic and stuff, and then finally Munkastrap, who throughout the whole trailer I thought was Play-Doh. No, that's Munkastrap, and I have an issue with the sexual tension they had with Munkastrap and Victoria. Um, But he's the one to claw claw our uh, audience surrogate, Victoria, out of the bag. And as she pops out, all the cats, like, scatter real mm-hmm. quick. And then everybody, like, then that's when we go into the, uh... The... Are you blind when you're born? Yeah. Like, it's the, is that the Jellicle song? That's Jellicle songs for Jellicle cats. Yeah, yeah. That's when we go into that. And basically Victoria's like, what the hell's going on? Where the fuck am I? And <laughs> we, you know, I'm never gonna get... So they, okay, they did some weird stuff in this beginning part that they don't ever do later. Mm-hmm. And... And I want to talk about that real quick, because, like, when we... Before Victoria gets revealed, we see one of the cats do a fucking Spider-Man that walk. That was so weird! He Spider-Man walks down the wall. And what I mean by that is anybody who's familiar with Spider-Man is he sticks to the wall. Gravity yeah. does not apply to him. This cat did the same thing. Like, it was... It wasn't a situation of, like, stepping from one high area to a lower area. No, the cat Spider-Man was crawled. straight up vertical going down the wall. And then they did some string acrobatics where a cat would, like, jump from one area to another and kind of float and twist in midair and, and then land. And it so stupid. And it did not fit right. And the funny thing about it is I don't think they did either of those two things the rest of the, the show. Nope. There no, were, they did there not. There were no... And I was like, oh, so this is how they're setting it up. There's going to be crazy Chinese martial arts string action Mm -hmm. going on there, as well as cats acting like Spider-Man. But no, it just happened in this opening scene, and then we don't have anything like that again. And this is where you start to wonder if maybe there's just like a poisonous gas in the junkyard or something. Because they lead Victoria as they're singing the Jellicle songs for Jellicle cats towards the, um, or down this hall or this alleyway. And when they come out of the alleyway, it's in Trafalgar Square, but everything is 
cat-related puns. Or maybe it's not Trafalgar Square. They do Trafalgar Square at the end. It's like Piccadilly Circus or something. But they come out and everything is like... There's a milk bar and there's the Feral Hotel. Or no, the Feral Hotel's later. Um, but there's like... Uh, just a bunch of cat puns. Like it's a cat city. A cat downtown city that's still human-sized. <laughs> But named after cat things. Yeah, but named after cat things, and the only thing that isn't different is Agatha Christie's The Mousetrap is playing. One of the things that I that I thought was annoying in the show is that it's been established, like in the very beginning, if they if they would have not shown a person, mm -hmm. like then, okay, sure, whatever. But they showed a person, and they showed that person drive off later. Yeah. So they've established that, yes, for a fact, there are people here, mm -hmm. but the streets of London are vacant. Yeah. Like, we don't see a silhouette of a human. We don't see anything later. And it's like, London is a busy city. London there's, there's is busy. There's still people out at night. Yeah, at that time of night, people are out on the streets in London. So if it took place in just the junkyard, okay. I yeah. Could, why would people you be hanging out? You could suspend your disbelief Yeah, there. why would people be hanging out in the junkyard? But they, the Keys cats are all over the fucking city. Yeah, they really are. Like, <sighs> so we have our Jellicle... Balls for Jellicle Cats song. They need to be Jellicle fixed. Yeah, and they end it with McCavity showing up. Yep, well, because, like, what was it? McCavity shows up initially because, like, as they're singing to Victoria, she, like, finishes the end of one of the lines, mm -hmm. like, of the songs, and McCavity's looking up and, like, Oh, like, who is this newcomer that all of a sudden knows the words to the sacred Jellicle song? Like, it makes him all of a sudden be like, do I need to worry about her? Yeah. They have this weird plot. Because in the original show, McCavity didn't give a shit about getting another life, right? No. He, he, was, just, he was just a troublemaker. Yeah, he's just a he's just a normal ginger tabby. That's McCavity's motivation for this show. Yeah. He wants to go to cat heaven or whatever mm -hmm. and be reincarnated in his perfect life and so he's trying to sabotage everybody else mm -hmm. so that he can get what he wants and that's his motivation and i hate that i can't remember if i said it in, a, in one of our trailer episodes but i hate that i was right that it's a fucking singing competition yep that's what it was that's exactly I what it was fucking hate that <laughs> What's what's the name of the creepy gray cat that you have issues with that was macking on Victoria in the beginning? Monkestrap? Monkestrap. Yeah. yeah. I can't imagine why I couldn't remember that name. Uh, Monkestrap. Fuck. Like, that's the whole thing in their, their leading Victoria. They're like, oh, are you here for the Jellicoe Ball? And she's like, I have no idea what the fuck you guys are talking about. <laughs> I just got dumped here by, my, by people who didn't want me and then they start explaining oh well Deuteronomy is going to choose mm -hmm. who gets a new Jellicle life and, and they're like what's your name and she's just uh, uh, Victoria and then they get all like bitchy at her after yeah. they did that whole song and dance and this is right before that you had Mistopheles showing kindness to her being like oh come with me come with me it's okay and then they're like oh you can't pass until you tell us your name then they do the naming of cats in the most contrived possible way. Then they're doing it in, like, a graveyard. Yeah! Like, the, the, the city planning for this is really bizarre because from cat size 
The junkyard is apparently also near downtown, which is right next to a graveyard. I don't know, maybe London's set up like that. I mean, there are graveyards near the churches and stuff. Like, it's it's definitely different from how we have it here. But even that way, I was so disoriented with where they were supposed to be. (laughs) Like, having been to London a few times, I'm like... I have no fucking clue where the this is supposed to be taking place in London. And with the car, it's very obvious that this is the 30s or 40s. That's important later <laughs> with how many fucking anachronisms there are. <laughs> like more so than normal Weber style. So, <sighs> yeah, because we, we have the naming of cats and... A little bit of Strap feeling up Victoria, mm-hmm. and Mistopheles is sitting here like, hey, no, y- y- she is my age. You should stop, you know, hitting on her. Yeah, like, cause there's a weird, the weird dynamic between Victoria and Strap, and then, uh... Victoria and Mistopheles. And, yeah, and then Mistopheles, too, because it's like, Mistopheles the entire time is like the awkward nerd who wants the new girl to notice him. Which is so different from the play. And he's like awkward in this in the scene where they're doing the naming of cats. He, mm-hmm. At one point he like tries to do a magic trick and then he just falls down mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, poor Mistopheles. He's such a dork, you know? Yeah. Kind of thing. Like it's played, it's played as if he's this... I don't know, nerdy loser? Yeah. Almost. It's really weird. Because, nerdy loser kid. Yeah. Instead of whom, because Mr. Mistopheles is the magic cat, and... Oh, not anymore. I mean, if he's the magic cat, McCavity is a goddamn warlock. Oh, we're getting to McCavity later, because that's fucking weird. Um, so, let's see, they they do the whole, oh, this is, the, we're getting ready for the Jellicle Ball, and each of the cats are... Uh, waiting to figure out who Deuteronomy's going to choose as our jellical choice, and let me show you one of the cats. Well, and Victoria says, well, how do how do they choose? And, the, well, singing, of course. You yeah. sing about who you really are. Yeah. And that's how you choose. Yeah, and it's like, okay, no, just, no. So it's, it's funny to me how much of this show I called, mm-hmm. to an extent. You know, I called people who end up together. I called what the mm-hmm. plot was going to be in terms of the jellical ball, like... Called the day. It's probably a producer's scheme at this point. Uh, but uh, so they they do the after the naming of cats. He's like, oh, I'm going to show you one of the cats that wants to be chosen, and it's Jenny Any Dots. And yep, she's the first one mm-hmm. as the example for like, oh, if you want to know what what to expect for the rest of the show, let's start with one of the weirdest numbers. And I mean, chronologically in the musical, it starts with Jenny Annie Dot as well. Oh, However, okay. wow. the musical, like the stage musical, it's much more charming. It's classy. Yeah. It's kind of classy in the way it's represented. This one, like, I, I like Rebel Wilson. I do I think, too. I think she's a great singer. I think she's she's a good actress and she's a great uh, comedian as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like her in this very much. No. I didn't either. Her character was just played up as being fat and gross and dumb and... Yeah, and I... As, as a person who's overweight, that was not cool. Mm-hmm. Um, like, when they go to show her, like, oh, let's sh- let me show you, and 
and they and they show uh, Jenny Any Dot sitting in you know uh, her family home, just kind of lounging in a chair, and then she notices people are there, and then she like tries to like reposition herself, but then she falls out of her chair, and mm-hmm. then she falls on the floor, and then she's trying to like strike a pose, and then she gets itchy, and then she just sits there and scratches her crotch like splayed eagle, her legs yeah. open, she's just scratching her, her yeah that groin. that was just gross. It's just, it's one of those, there, there's some gross out and humor in this that is like really off-putting. And then there's also two junk shots where people yeah. get hit in the, in the testicles yeah. for laughs, you know? And it's like, this, this is fucking cats. This yeah. isn't, it, it, no, pick your own show to do this with. <sighs> <laughs> this is weird enough on its own. Don't, so... and I, I have to say her singing was weak. For that, for her especially, because because um, we've heard her, heard her sing, we've heard her before sing before, and she was not as good in this. It, she was Mm-mm. played up to be silly. Yeah, she was played up to be silly, not taken seriously Which at all. It's so different from Jenny Any Dots, who's supposed to be like this. Oh yes, I sleep during the day, but that's because I have this to do and this to do and this to do and this to do. I've got this, this wild nightlife. Yeah, I've got this wild nightlife of making the house perfect. And instead, it's... Instead, oh, Jenny... Oh, God. This is... Jenny Any Dots has the weirdest fucking hobby in the world. <sighs> so, the, this is actually probably the number one reason I will tell people not to go see this in theaters. Yes. Is because if you think that the cats with human faces... <laughs> If you think the cats with human faces is off-putting... Oh, God. <laughs> they have mice and cockroaches with human faces, too. Let that sink in for a second. We did not know what to expect, because one of Jenny Anydot's habits... F- habits, I don't know, hobbies, is catching mice and then making them... Teaching them theater, making them perform. And when they're leading up to that, so in the stage play the cats put on costumes to look like the mice and the cockroaches that's not what happens here (laughs) she goes to a drawer and this is where my heart rate sped up and i i realized what fear was going to be (laughs) because she opens this the the cupboard there's are mice these four, with child faces. These four mice with human child faces. And it was so creepy. So incredibly creepy. And they had their high squeaky voices. And then they show the cockroach conga line. The cockroach dance number. And they didn't even... They didn't even try to CGI their faces to, like, make them at least the same color as the rest of the exoskeleton. No, no. It was just a bunch of white people's faces on these, like, brown cockroaches. Yeah, and they did give them extra arms and wings to fly. But they couldn't escape this musical. But they couldn't affect... Nope, they couldn't escape this musical, and some of them were casualties. Yeah, and there are parts where Rebel Wilson is, like... Or Jenny Any Dots is, like, grabbing some of them and eating them. Like, if they're doing poorly in their dance number, she grabs them and scarves it down. And then they climb up onto a table and dance on this strawberry cake, and she's just, like, criticizing them, like, do better, do better. Like, she's, like, like this terrible theater mom criticizing her horde of theater children i i don't know how to 
I do not I do not know how to bring this across in a way that, that I'm still wondering okay. if we saw what we saw, but uh, I know that we did because we have four other witnesses. <laughs> you know, the, this was an experience in the theater because there were people who were quiet and I wonder if they were actually enjoying it. And then there's us laughing. Yes. And we were trying not to disturb our fellow movie going patrons. And mm-hmm. then there were a couple times I I'm just like like and yeah. I, I just and I could hear some people in the back laughing. People brought their children. Yes, to this. Do not movie. bring your children to this movie. Uh, this is how you make children question if they like musical theater. I, 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 I just <laughs> like this won't kill movie musicals. It won't. No, but it might kill some kids' love of theater. I think. I don't know if we'll get another adaptation of Cats in the... Ne- within. Let's put it this way. Within Andrew Lloyd Webber's lifetime. No, I think... And I rightfully think we're so. done. I think we're done with Cats. Unfortunately, he has other shows that he may be like, I want to bring you know, this to the big screen. For all we know, he's just trying to cash in before he dies. Maybe. I mean, I, I hate to bring this up again, but he constantly is revising Starlight Express. This is a worry. This makes me worried, but we should go back into our review with... Uh, Do we have to? I'm sorry, babe. We've got to... <laughs> so, as Jenny Any Dots is singing, she gets interrupted by Warren's favorite... Fuck you, Rum Tum Tugger! <laughs> Fucking... Ugh. God, I hate Rum Tum Tugger. Yeah. And I gotta hate him in this, too, because he's just as... He's just as despicable as he was in the other one. Just And, like, all the fucking female cats are just fawning over him, mm-hmm. including Victoria, who's like, I just barely got here, but I want to suck your dick. Like, mm-hmm. just... Uh, uh. I do like the comment, though, that they make of... Uh, was Rum Tum Tugger recently neutered? <laughs> Jenny, Jenny Any Dots is only there to, like, make jokes for the mm-hmm. most part. And she makes that comment, like... After Rum Tum Tugger interrupts Jenny Any Dots and goes on to his song and dance thing and they follow him out into the streets. And she makes the comment to him of like, yeah, did he get fixed? Like, did he get neutered? Those, some of those those notes are really high. Mm-hmm. And she makes like a scissor snipping motion. <laughs> and Munka Strap's just like, oh, oh. <laughs> and, uh, that, and while, uh, while Rum Tum Tugger lures all of the other cats Pied Piper star- style to a milk bar. Mm-hmm. McCavity shows up, and he fucking Thanos snaps Jenny Any Dots out of there. <laughs> See, and I wouldn't say he Thanos snaps because they don't die, but he definitely does well, snatches them. Well, we figured out where everybody went when Thanos snapped. I can I can just imagine Peter <sighs> Parker sitting there, like, coming out of the portal, and he's like, Mr. Stark, Mr. Stark, I'm so glad you're here. I ended up on a barge with a bunch of random cats with human faces, and it was really terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> then Doctor Strange showed up and was like, oh, let's get you out of here. You're like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, McCavity is a goddamn warlock in this. Like, he has m- legit magic powers. He mm-hmm. has the power of teleportation. He has the power of matter manipulation and rearrange like it I, I don't know how it's never he's got the infinity stone it's never ever explained he just shows up and he snatches like like i said he's trying to sabotage everybody who wants a jellical life mm-hmm. and 
that's what he freaking does. Shows up and just snatches uh, Jenny any dots. Yeah. Uh, and did we? When does Bustopher? Because she gets. He shows up. Af because I think it's at the milk bar that. Uh... It's after it's after Rum Tum Tugger that Bustopher shows up. Yes. Because Jenny any so so th- so. Uh, <laughs> fan. Cavity doesn't snatch uh, Jenny any dots okay. yet because it's after Rum Tum Tugger's "All the Girls Want to Fuck Me Because I Don't Know What I Want" mm-hmm. song uh, that Bustopher shows up, and at first you think it's a human because it's like big heavy footsteps, <sighs> and you see his silhouette on the building wall, and then as he gets closer, it's Bustopher Jones. So and... many fucking fat jokes in this. Yeah, and he is like. They, they put him in a fat suit. They put him in, like, a huge fat suit to make him look extra big. And that was James Corden. James who... Corden. And he, he, sang, he sang fine. I like James mm. Corden. Yeah. I mean, he, he don't... I, I like Bustopher Jones in the original. I do not like him in this one. Mm-hmm. I found him more annoying, and I don't blame... Uh, mm-hmm. I know you just said his name. James Corden. I don't blame him for that. Mm-hmm. I just blamed this show for yeah. it. But J- when he shows up, he lures everybody away talking about, you know, his to do his song and dance number. But uh, I'd say Jenny, Wilson, any Jenny Any Dots was talking about how he just wants another Jellicle life so that he can get fat That's all over right. again. And yes. she smacks him in the belly. And then mm-hmm. when they go off to do his song and dance and focus on him, Jenny that's Annie when gets snatched. that's when McCavity shows up and like, oh, you're Jenny Any Dots. She's like, why? Yes, I am. He's like, oh, you should be a star. They should have your name on posters. And then he points over to a wall that is plastered in McCavity wanted posters, and that's mm-hmm. when she's like, oh, you're McCavity. And Which, then that's when again, he snatches her. What the fuck is with this universe? Because there's cat wanted posters. There's cat wanted posters everywhere. And it's and cat themed stuff, but it's all human sized. Like you know, if if there if there was a cat warlock who was fucking with humans, I could imagine that there would be concern for that. But as it's stated later, when the crime is discovered, McCavity's not there. Yeah, so I don't so how the, how would they know that McCavity is committing crimes enough exactly. to fuck wanted posters? And could anybody actually be taken serious for going to the police and being like, there's a cat, a legitimate cat, causing all this trouble. We need to put up wanted posters for mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. It, it just, anyway. What the fuck? <laughs> so, after, uh, during Buster for Jones' song, they really play up the oh he eats a ton of food <laughs> like to, to a ridiculous extent like yeah. a child i think a child watching a cartoon would have been like okay we get it yeah like, you you could have stopped after the first half dozen because because the song isn't really changed it's just that they have him legit gorging himself as he's yeah they're not singing and stuff they're knocking it's... over trash cans he's picking up food and just all these other things and there's one where he's like on a seesaw, and they're supposed to, like, jump to send him flying up onto another trash can. And mm-hmm. then they do a fat joke with that, because mm-hmm. one cat jumps up on the seesaw while he, that he's on. He's like, really? Look at you. Look at me. Like, let's try this again. Go get some more cats. And then some cats come over. One's holding a weight. 
Mm-hmm. And then they jump, and that sends him flying, and that's where we're treated to our first dick humor. Oh my god, it was so... Where James Corden's character lands on the rim of the trash can and oh, smacks Oh, I thought you were going balls. to the next part of that. The other dick joke that's in there. You might have to... Maybe, maybe I missed when, it. When uh, Rum Tum Tugger is pouring the champagne. Oh my god. <laughs> So that's right. So what happened is when they send Buster Jones up and he smacks his junk on the rim of the trash can, then he falls into it, and Rum Tum Tugger is in there with two females drinking champagne and probably doing other stuff, mm-hmm. but that's when uh, Buster falls down flat and they tip the champagne bottle over and it's pouring CGI champagne into Buster's mouth. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> and he goes, thanks, Tugger. Yeah, and... uh uh, so, after that, we have uh, somehow Bustopher Jones gets lured up to the top of this wall where McCavity is like, "Hey, he, he was already going up there." Yeah, because he was there already was like, going up there. There was like but... another trash can full of food scraps that he was going up to him, but then he sees McCavity up there and he's like, oh, and then McCavity taunts him. He's like, oh, oh, you look like you're, you're, you look like you haven't eaten in days. Bustopher's mm. like, oh, do you know you want it? Look at it. It looks so good. And Bustopher can't contain himself, so he goes and he jumps into the trash can, but it was another fucking warlock trick because then it just disappears and it's a tunnel into oblivion mm-hmm. and then McCavity's like ha 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 turns into dust and goes away yeah and he's captured another jellical cat yeah you know this this plot line reminds me of fan fiction that i was writing at seven for <laughs> cats i thought you were like 11 when you saw cats no i was seven when oh. i saw cats yeah. Um, six or seven. And so I, I was writing like little kid versions of fan fiction at that age that never will be published because it's probably gone because it was, you know, written on dot matrix paper. And I, I, I think that this adaptation was targeted at the wrong audience Mm -hmm. rather than trying to do like an actual good, more... I don't want to say dramatic, but a more dramatic uh, attempt at at reviving the show. Mm-hmm. They were like, "Oh, well, let's let's try and capitalize on children." So we'll have lots of mm-hmm. silly stuff to maybe get kids to want to go see it. Yeah, and it's like, no, kids will have nightmares. <laughs> uh, we heard some children screaming. In yeah, the there were some kids screaming at times. So I don't. <laughs> I, I assume they were screams of fear and absolute terror yeah so after buster for jones gets thanos snapped uh victoria finds herself alone except for that mungo jerry and rumple teaser show up to get her so um mungo jerry and rumple teaser take uh take victoria out to their house is it their house or just a house it's their house is what it's implied to be, because... Really? They, they just regularly trash their own house? Yes. Because they're calicos. <laughs> I'm surprised their owners haven't gotten rid of them. Like, if, if they're shredding the bed and knocking everything off the kitchen table and shattering dishes left and right, like... Mm-hmm. The family will say it's that horrible cat. And this is... <sighs> so when they started the song, my sister and I looked at each other because... The version of Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser that they do 
is the original 1981 version. It felt wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it felt so wrong because I'm so used to Mungo, Jerry, and Rumple Teaser. Instead, it was Mungo, Jerry, and Rumple Teaser. We're a notorious couple of cats, and it just, it, it felt wrong to me, because I'm so used to the other version. We have, uh, Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser showing Victoria how big of hellions they are for their family, and how they steal the food out of the oven, and how they destroy shit on the regular. And, and this is also, if, if some people have seen some of the trailer stuff or, or promotional things this is where victoria gets wrapped up in pearls and they put rings on her and stuff like that and they they steal jewelry and and put put it on victoria and that's also where we get the scene of her holding the knife and fork ready mm -hmm. to to dig into human food and this is where we get the worst stuff with the bad scale the mm -hmm. bad sense of scale because you could not put a ring like that on a cat's wrist. Yeah, you she, could not. <laughs> she's wearing it like a bracelet around her wrist, and but it's like hanging, like like there's yeah. ample room. Yeah, it's one of those things that it's like the people who decided on the CGI and the scale for this have never seen a cat. And I forgot to make mention of that with the freaking bugs and yes. the mice. Yeah, they were also really poorly scaled. Yeah, they were ridiculous. Like, the bugs and the mice were pretty much the same size. Mm -hmm. Like, it was ridiculous how yeah. tiny they were. Or, how, yeah, how small I, they were. I think that that, all of the sense of scale in this movie leads to some of the trippiness with it. Mm -hmm. Because, like, it shifts. It shifts a lot. Even just in... Jenny Annie Dot's Gumby Cat song, like, she'll walk past something and it seems like it's the appropriate size for a cat, and then it'll suddenly, she'll go next to something else that should be appropriately sized and it's fucking huge. And it's like, no, this is, this does not, no, you need to spend more time, yes, you sent your actors to cat school, but maybe you should have sent your graphics design team to cat school too your animators to cat school i just yeah the scaling was so it was so off so off and we were very worried in this next part because the uh mungo jerry rumple teaser and victoria managed to knock down a vase like it, it took the vase forever to fall over. <laughs> they're they're sliding down the banisters, and Victoria's like, "Hey, these two are pretty cool." And she's basically to the point where she's finishing the chorus with them, mm -hmm. singing about it. And and because uh, this family that has these two destructive cats for whatever reason still leaves, you know, expensive uh, porcelain lying mm -hmm. around. Uh, and there's these pillars at the end of the stairs, and as they're sliding down one of them, they bump into it, and the vase starts wobbling. Mm -hmm. And then we cut away from them, and we're led to believe, okay, well, I guess the vase didn't fall over. Mm -hmm. And that's when they go into the bedroom and proceed to tear the shit up out of the bed. Yeah. And then as they're laying on the bed being like, ha, ah, that was fun, it goes back to the vase, and then we see the vase fall over. Yes. So that fucker was wobbling for like four minutes yes before it, it finally fell off and smashed on the floor mm -hmm. and then apparently that's when the dog in the house right you know because keep in mind they were knocking plates off of the kitchen yes. table they were causing all sorts of havoc but this was what made the dog go oh shit 
the cats are doing something. Mm-hmm. And then we hear the... And the dog comes... And that's when Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser are like, oh shit, we gotta get out of here. See ya. <laughs> See ya. And Victoria goes to leave too, but because she's wearing a pearl necklace, it gets caught on the bed, mm-hmm. the bedpost at the end, and she can't get away. And the other cats, as they're leaving, they look at her and I thought they were gonna give her the finger. Because, I did too. <laughs> because he literally looked at her and just kind of shrugged and just went. Yeah. But he, he very well could have just been like, Fuck you! And yeah, bolted. And like the doors moving and stuff, and I'm sitting here going, "Are they gonna fucking show us a dog with a human face?" I thought I if they, I think that's why we didn't see the dog because they were like, "Okay, we are pushing it. If we take man's best friend and put a human face on it, people are gonna riot." And you know, I. I, I said fuck you a couple times, whispered under my breath to the theater. I think if they would have done that, I probably would have been, oh, come on! Like, I would have not been able to contain it, and there would have been some kids in there going, Mom, what does fucking bullshit mean? So, because... Oh, God. Uh, what happens is, as, as the dogs come up the stairs barking, uh, and Victoria's struggling, that's when... Uh, Mistopheles shows up mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh, hold on, Victoria!" And of course, he's a bumbling fool in this. Yeah, like, he which... falls and he gets caught up in a t-shirt or something, and he's like struggling to get out of it. Hold on, I'm coming to help you. And then he helps free her, and then they push the door closed. To, yeah, uh, well, they're pushing he, the he door. Pulls a... Yeah, they're pushing the door, but the dog's pushing against the door too. Mm-hmm. And then he pull. He's like, "Oh, I have an idea!" Pulls off his hat, pulls a fucking dog bone out of his hat. And throws it mm-hmm. out the door to distract the dog, and that's when they close the door. Yeah, and then uh, he's, like, taking the jewelry off of Victoria and saying, I want you to come, or I didn't want you to miss old Deuteronomy showing up. And well, first he's like, oh, I've been looking for you yeah, everywhere. Yeah, I've been looking for you everywhere, and then they go, uh, they leave the house, and Mistopheles kind of magics away the pearl ring that was on Victoria's uh, wrist and then uh, like basically going oh it was a magic trick gone wrong instead of saying she was kidnapped by the hoodlums <laughs> and uh, yeah, they, she was kidnapped by the fucking twins yeah she was kidnapped the twins took her again so this is where I was going I wonder what they're gonna do with this because oftentimes in theater you'll have someone playing an opposite gender character but you won't change the gender and I know that Dame Judy Dent, she probably her her voice is definitely feminine enough that they probably wouldn't be able to I don't know, producers bullshit, blah blah blah. But this is where I had issue. There is a line in old Deuteronomy that shows that in in this instance they're fucking cowards because they changed the line Old Deuteronomy's buried nine wives, and instead they repeat Old Deuteronomy's lived a long or lived many lives, which they had already said earlier in the song. I thought that they said Old Deuteronomy has lived nine lives. Nope. Oh. Said many lives, and then in fact, I am tempted to say ninety-nine. They didn't even like they they just. <sighs> you could have kept you could have made Old Deuteronomy buy. That would have been fine. <laughs> I was like, because they did, they do have the line in there that Old Deuteronomy has so much progeny mm. everywhere kind of thing. Yeah. So. 
Um, or, you know, you could have, I mean, you had Mungo Jerry be a calico, and yes, male calicos exist, but they're, they're extremely, extremely rare. rare. And so you could have, you could have done something brave, but this is Weber and Tom Hooper, and their bravery is more in the, should we do it, see, rather than... Well, see, Kay, they were focused on where they were going to insert the fat jokes and the dick humor, that they did they that they, they didn't want to do any that. actual like hey let's do something a little bit different since we're changing the casting up and changing the well we can't we can't change that line because we got to have a cockroach conga line with human faces and rebel wilson in a cat costume eating cockroaches with human faces like they they fucking santa buddied that song <laughs> they fucking santa buddied old deuteronomy Deuteronomy. Da, 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 da. God. Yeah, so for those who haven't ever heard the Michael Buble Santa Buddy, it's because Michael Buble was covering Santa Baby but didn't want it to sound gay. That's what they did here with Old Deuteronomy. It's like, oh, well, we're going to change the pronouns of Old Deuteronomy, but oh, if we leave this line as it is, then Deuteronomy's not going to sound straight, so we've got to. Cats can be gay, you know. All all animals probably can be bi and gay and ace and it just it's it's fucking nature. <sighs> okay, so that's that's my rant there on old Deuteronomy. Also, the uh, Judy Dench, love ya. You can't sing. No, I I like Judy Dench a lot, and she's got a great voice for speaking roles but her singing parts were not good in no. this at all like, no just <laughs> it was bad and this is coming from me you know yeah mr tone deaf so oh we we missed the first grizabella showing oh grizabella shows up right after uh rum tum tugger's song because um victoria comes out of the milk bar I think she's getting a little uh, overstimulated and sees Grizabella. And it seems like Grizabella, sorry, it seems like Grizabella shows up whenever Victoria is about to be like, okay, this is a little too much for me. Grizabella and Victoria, like, I, you might have to remind me in the original, because I know you said Victoria was the first one to touch Grizabella mm -hmm. in the other show. Uh, Victoria and Grizabella are very linked in this one. Yes. Because Victoria is the one who notices Grizabella, and then Grizabella's like, oh shit, someone noticed me, you know? So, in the stage version, Victoria and Jemima are kind of the two kittens, and Jemima's the first one to sing with Grizabella, Victoria's the first one to touch her. And they just sort of combine the two characters into one for the movie. And... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And but then that you're right. That's when we get the the first Grizabella scene, and mm -hmm. everybody is critical of her and stuff, and, and hissing at and her, hissing at her because one like, of them shows their claws, which I was like, okay, that was kind of cool. That actually is kind of cool because yeah. I mean they have the human hands and stuff, but then they just whoop, go like that, and of course CGI claws, and, and rather mm -hmm. than make them look like claws, they're just long human fingernails that are pointed. Yeah, which sure, whatever, whatever the fuck, you fine. know, the human faces, human faces on mice and cockroaches, whatever. Mm -hmm. But uh. Yeah, and that's when Victoria asks, well, who's that? You know, oh, that's Grizabella. She used to be famous and stuff, and then she went with McCavity. And mm -hmm. they don't, we don't, they don't explain why McCavity, why she is down on, like, what happened no. to make her. And 
once a slum again, goddess? I don't know. Once again, this is fucking fan fiction because <laughs> that was a common trope in the fanfics that I would read was that McCavity was the reason that Grizabella was the way that she was. So they never that, they didn't say that in the original show. That is not in the original show. So why is she a pariah in the other show? They never say. They never say. She mm-hmm. just is. Mm-hmm. Just accepted. Wow. Yeah. So when they blame it on McCavity and it's like, well, why? What happened? Which which makes what Bomb Ballerina's role in this very interesting mm-hmm. for the future. Right. <laughs> for her. But yeah, they there's a lot of things that show up in fan fiction that they do in this movie that sh- that I remember reading from fanfics back in the early 2000s. And I'm not saying that they took inspiration from it at all. I'm just saying that it's wild that it, it plays like a cat's fanfiction. Maybe it did. Who Maybe the writer wrote his own cat's fanfiction. Maybe. I mean, who knows? Maybe Tom Hooper or whoever is responsible for the framing devices of this was secretly Jellicle Balls 93. I mean, who knows? Um, Jellicle Balls Deep? Yeah, Jellicle Balls Deep 93. Um, 69. (laughs) So, we have old Deuteronomy leading everyone into the Egyptian theater, um, and they have their dance of the Jellicle Ball, and I'm so glad that they cut the cat orgy out of it. But instead... They replaced it with the moon shines down and suddenly it's like the cats are controlled by puppet strings. That was really bizarre. We we all could not help but giggle and laugh at that. <laughs> because yeah, the Jellicle moon shines down through this hole in the, the ceiling and as it hits the cats, like they all are behaving the same and they're like mm-hmm. twitching and their tails are like straight and erect and it was just, it was, it was weird. Yeah. It was, the, 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 I don't know, the Jellicle Moon had them. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what happened after that. <laughs> so after that, um, like, in, in as, as they're dancing, and there's a lot of the tension with Victoria and Monkestrap and Victoria and Mistopheles, and uh, then Grizabella shows up, and the cats that have been harassing her chase her out. And, like, yeah. you hear a lot of... Because Grizabella, like, wants to... Because she, she keeps sneaking in to, like, see what's going on with mm-hmm. the other cats. And then someone will spot her and chase her away. Yeah. And that's what that happened to us. She got chased through a hole in the wall that she snuck mm-hmm. in through. But I think I remember what... Like, this is where we get the first look at what happened to those that McCavity Thanosed away. Yes. And they're on some... A barge. Ship. Yeah, yeah, some barge somewhere on the Thames. <sighs> and... And uh, they're chained up. And I hate this. That's when we get McCavity's first, like, ma-ha-ha-ha. His, we, we get his, uh, his monologuing of his evil plan. Oh, mm. if I take all of the Jellicle prospects, then I'll be the only one. And I'm sure to get a second life. And then he says, growl, tiger, make sure they don't leave. There was an audible groan from me in yes, the theater. Because I was I was legitimately hoping that since they were doing this with a budget and CGI, that we would get to see a recounting of Growl Tiger's last stand. Mm-hmm. But instead they just made Growl Tiger this half an ear grumpy cat who is mm. a servant of McCavity. Yeah, on the barge with Griddlebone, which granted I understand why they had Griddlebone there because she's mentioned in McCavity's song, but 
still like and I, think, and I think after in the in the egyptian theater after uh they do the moonlight dance isn't that when they do uh what's the train cap not quite yet okay. so um after the moonlight dance victoria goes, you know what, I need to take a fucking breather because oh. this is so... This this is the one scene that okay. is good. Okay, you guys. Okay, you guys, listen up. I know we've been trashing this thing. When you're able to stream it and you don't have to pay more money than absolutely necessary to see it, this is the scene in the movie that I absolutely loved. It yes. is the one scene that gave me some semblance of chills. Yes. It was really beautiful because... It uh, do you want to say it or sh should I? You can say it, yeah, and I'll so, I'll expand on yeah. it. Yeah. So uh, after the fucking moonlight scene, uh, Victoria goes to have a dart outside and calm the fuck down. <laughs> out of a dart. Out of a dart. And she sees uh, Grizabella out there, and she's like in a pile by one of the lamps, and she just is looking up at the moon because she didn't get to have the moon dance with everybody else, and she does her song. Uh, what's it called? Um, it's the first bit of memory. Okay, first bit of memory. And it's a great song, and, and uh, she's a great singer. Um, and her part is really good. And then she notices that Victoria sees her, and she goes to, like, leave. And mm -hmm. Victoria is like, no, don't go. And Victoria sings to her. And that's where we get the song that Andrew... Lloyd Webber, uh, Webber wrote for this. Uh, with Taylor Swift. With Taylor Swift. Um, the uh, Beautiful Ghosts. And I will say, that is a good song. Yes. It was. It fit really, really well. Because mm -hmm. there's a line in there where she... I can't remember the specifics of the song, but um, Victoria is singing about how you know she, she had nothing, and now she's with these, these cats who she feels like she has something yeah and there's a great line in it where she's singing that um all i wanted was to be wanted yes and 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 she's singing to grizabelle about you have your memories so at least you can uh be with these beautiful ghosts mm -hmm. and that's kind of the the implication of the lyrics is that the beautiful ghosts are these memories of better times yeah and it is a really good scene because you mm. got the the Grizabella sing song part, and then Victoria singing to her. And mm -hmm. while Victoria is singing to Grizabella, Old Deuteronomy is looking through a window and sees and Judy. Because that's the thing, Judy Dench is a she great is a actress. Great actress. When she's looking through the window and sees the two of them, like you can see so much emotion on her face. She's like, mm -hmm. "Oh my gosh!" Like you can really see what's going on. And I can't remember the name of the actress who plays victoria uh francesca howard francesca howard she's mm -hmm. great she is i i will say she was probably my favorite in the entire show mm -hmm. great dancer um i know that she's primarily a dancer also did a really she's good a job very acting good. yeah and she has a great voice yeah so, like i was very very much impressed with I... her and even though victoria kind of doesn't have much of a part in the stage version mm -hmm. by using her to be front and center and kind of have this whole experience mm -hmm. revolve around this new cat who's tossed into a fucking banana world mm -hmm. um, was pretty decent. I would say yeah. that was a good call. Yeah. If you're going to change it that much, but like she was good. That she whole, was good. That and... whole scene was really good. And then uh, doesn't, doesn't she, yeah, doesn't she take 
doesn't she take her and tell no 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 she not yet yeah that, that's right that part doesn't happen after mm-hmm. she because she goes to like to grizabella to be like you know come with us and she's like no i can't and then that's when she kind of goes out into the night and yeah then victoria uh turns around and comes inside and that's when she's confronted by old deuteronomy mm-hmm. who uh doesn't she i can't remember what she says to her but she says, like, don't you want to be a Jellicle cat? And she's like, oh, I, I don't think I am. And she's like, mm-hmm. I think you can be. I think yeah. A Jellicle cat. And then she's like, come, let's let's go back in. And yeah. And that is where we have Ian McKellen. Oh, Ian. Lapping up water from a dish oh, like Ian. a cat. Oh, Ian. Oh, Ian. Gandalf. Gandalf. Mm-hmm. Gandalf. Yep. Gandalf the gray cat. Yep. He he did he did okay. Mm-hmm. I, I, Ian McKellen, as far as like the singing roles and stuff are concerned, he did better than Judy Dench. Yes, yes, he did. But I wouldn't say that he was a strong part of the show. Nope. His parts were best, kind of like Judy Dench when he's just acting. When yeah. he's just acting and playing his character, he did a great job. But anything mm-hmm. musical related, it's just kind of like, okay, whatever. Yeah. And you had Mr. Mistopheles being all like fanboyish with Yeah. Uh it's like good luck, good luck with mm-hmm. with your song and getting a new Jellicle life. I'm a big fan of yours. I'm a big fan of yours. Here, let me help you enhance your performance and Yeah, and and while uh, Gus is singing Mistopheles is in the back trying to, like, magic some special effects for him. Mm-hmm. And he succeeds in the end. Yeah. And that's where you get your first instance of cross-pause. Oh, that was sort of, yeah, cross your fingers, it's cross-pause. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, then Gandalf the Grey gets <laughs> let off the stage. Uh, or, not let off the stage, but he gets off the stage after performing. After, and he gets he gets an applause. <laughs> he, gets, he, he gets an applause. <laughs> He gets an applause from all the cats. <laughs> that was so fucking great, though, whenever they were clapping or applauding. And, it was uh, so wild. Yeah, and as Gus is coming off stage, you know, away from everybody else, that's when McCavity shows up. He's like, oh, mm-hmm. Gus, da-da-da, theater cat. And he's like, I'm such a big fan. Can I get your autograph? Mm-hmm. And he's got this book. And then as Gus gets close, he gets sucked into the book. Yeah. And then McCavity just disappears again because mm-hmm. he's captured another Jellicle. He's trying to complete his collection. Like, just uh, all that stuff I really didn't like. I didn't like the fact that McCavity was a goddamn warlock in this. I did not either. And there's some other stuff with McCavity that I don't like that we'll talk about in a bit. Um, so then we move on to Skimble Shanks, and his number was cool. His number was cool, but he he is one of the most bizarre-looking cats out of yes, all of them, too. Because the actor, not nothing against the actor, but he has a very prominent nose. Mm-hmm. And so he looked even less like a cat than many of the others. And had a very prominent uh, mustache. <laughs> so the whiskers were brought into the mustache, and, you know... I don't think I would have... He looks like what Stephen would look like, Stephen our cat, if he were a human. With the... He he skipped leg day. (laughs) And... Or at least he looks like he skipped leg day because of the red pants and suspenders he was wearing. But without a shirt. 
I don't know. Steven, it was so weird. Steven is a is a large tabby, and he's mm. pretty. He's got he's got a lot of skin. He's got a lot of fur. So he he's that, a muscle boy. Yeah, and that one I feel like the other guy was too uh, thin, too yeah, too thin to him. But it, it was a great scene. Like the music in that mm. scene was really good. It was uh, especially I you know I'm I've, I've discovered I'm a sucker for tap, mm-hmm. and so the tap in that was really good. <laughs> it kind of got into a little bit of cat stomp. That's what Kay was saying, yeah. And, uh, but it just, like, it, it distracted me a little bit, just the way that he looked with the bright orange body and then the red suspenders and, and the, red pants. And the big-ass curly and mustache. The, and, um... And the conductor hat. <laughs> so he, he has, like, some boards lined up to kind of be, like, the train tracks that he's tapping on. And then he taps through, and he leads the cats onto a railroad in London. Mm-hmm. There's so many scenes like that in this movie where it's just suddenly like, oh, we changed location. Yep. <laughs> to something miles away. To something miles away, and then they have a scene on a train. And this is where I missed the musical some more, because I love how they do the train in the musical using pieces of the junkyard to create a train. Yeah. And in this, they did not do that, and unfortunately we had a return of one of the mice. Oh, that's right. Yes. Oh. Ah, Skimbleshanks! And runs off, and I'm just like, God, why? Those things are so creepy. Why did you have to do those? God, the cats were bad enough, but then you have little children mice with human faces. They were even worse. Yeah, and so Skimbleshanks is, uh, le- like, leads everyone back into reality as they're finishing up the number and then he's tapping and suddenly gets levitated and then dusted and that's you hear when... McCavity laughing. Yeah, you hear McCavity laughing and then down comes this moon, this uh, crescent moon with a cat on it. And as it lowers, we realize it's Taylor Swift mm-hmm. as Bomb Ballerina, who Bomb Ballerina is not a henchman of McCavity in the musical. Like in the stage musical. She, she is, is just now. one of the cats, but she is McCavity's henchman in this. Yep, and she's got a whole fucking line of backup dancers, too. Mm, and with a lot of cat. With a lot of catnip. And basically the whole point of this scene is that it's the villain's m- main song because Bomb Ballerina is singing about how devious and cunning McCavity is while everybody is getting blasted with catnip mm. and just being debilitated with catnip Mm -hmm. and glowing catnip glowing catnip and the whole point of this magical catnip is to debilitate all the other cats so that mccavity can can win because like then mccavity shows up and he he magics a stairway this bright glowing stairway and he's dancing with and he takes off his coat he takes he takes off his coat and we see that we see idris ilba's buff frame barely (laughs) contained by skin tight you know what you know what his his particular cgi'd cat fur his particular cgi'd cat fur looked like velvet it had the same kind of sheen as velvet and i feel like they did that particular because they were like well we want to show off muscles we want to show off muscles and that's why they did it Yeah, it, it, it was so unsettling. He was 
was one of the most off-putting cats because I feel like he had more of a lack of fur and any kind of fur oh. pattern than any of the other cats. And it just seamlessly, it matched his skin tone so perfectly. Pretty damn well. That He's supposed to be a ginger, but he really looked more like a black cat. He looked like a Burmese, is what he looked like. A Burmese is one of the breeds that you cross to get a Bombay cat, mm. and Burmeses are generally brown. Um, but they refer to him as a ginger. Yeah, they refer to him as a ginger tabby, but no, he's not. No. Um, and... <laughs> to that i had commented to warren about how they had cat boobies yeah cat tits <laughs> nothing nothing could have prepared me for buff cat <laughs> yeah we joke about steven being beefing but yep. <laughs> nope they they were like we got Idris elba he works out we gotta show off the chocolate muscles like The noise that I made in the theater when it happened. Kate was, was trying really. Kate was trying really hard not to uh, be too loud, and so I could hear the restrained, hard laughing as you're as you're trying as hard as you can to. Oh God! And it was laughter out of fear. <laughs> but that's when when McCavity shows up, and you know, and all of his coatless glory and he's dancing with bomb ballerina on this brightly lit neon stage that he materialized out of nowhere mm -hmm. and all the way up this long stageway like to the because it like it's a stairwell that just goes up and up and up and it goes to the moon the jellical moon is what it's supposed to be mm. with the heaviside layer written over yeah, with the heaviside it. layer over it because he's very heavy-handed in in his in his uh in his uh pick uh, me song oh, what was it yeah, in his Motivations. Mm -hmm. That's what I was looking for. Um, and then he magics Grizabelle. No, sorry, not, not magic. He uh, magics Deuteronomy and then magics Deuteronomy to the stairs mm -hmm. and is like, you know, oh, now you can announce who the Jellicle winner is. And since I'm the only one left and mm -hmm. I'm obviously the best, and that's when she's like, you're never going to be the Jellicle choice. Never, McCavity. Never. McCavity's like, Arr! and then that's when he magics everything away, including his henchmen, and then goes back to his trash barge mm -hmm. and with Deuteronomy, with Deuteronomy in, tow. in tow and is threatening Deuteronomy mm -hmm. that if you don't make me the Jellicle choice, I'm going to make you walk the plank mm -hmm. and you're going to drown. And Deuteronomy's like, no, you'll never be it. I'll never do it. And then that's when you got... Uh, Growl Tiger. Growl Tiger, thank you. Growl Tiger with a long stick, like, arr, arr, pushing her, you know, further and further off this plank into the water. Mm -hmm. And then that's when it's at the, uh, the cuts back to the rest of the cats. So they're like, oh shit, Deuteronomy's gone. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And they're like, we can't just magic her back. And they're like, and Victoria's like, maybe we can. They all look at her. What'd you say, new girl? Maybe we can. And then she looks at, uh, Mistopheles. You can do it. He's like, I don't think I can. You can do it. And that's when we get Mistopheles' uh, song. Yeah, and my poor sister is sitting next to me just going, they're ruining my favorite song. <laughs> they're ruining my favorite song. Her, her favorite song is Mistopheles. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you know, that's one of my favorites. It's one of mine too. Yeah, so it was one of those like, 
fuck you. And because rather than have it be, because in the theater production, it's a very upbeat, you know. Mm. Oh, well, I never was there ever a cat so clever as a magical mist. Did I do it wrong again? God damn it. <laughs> Fucking whatever. <laughs> but anyway, in the stage production, it's much more upbeat and excited because they're talking about this, the magical Mr. Mistopheles, and everybody's so excited. And this mm-hmm. one, it's more like, they're trying to be encouraging, like, mm-hmm. come on, you can do <gasps> it, buddy. Come on, Mistopheles, you can do it. Who's a magical cat you are? Who's a magical cat you are? Like, they're trying to encourage him, and he keeps trying to magic stuff, and it's not happening. And Yeah. It's just, yeah. And then finally it culminates, because they're all crowded around deuteronomy's comfy chair mm-hmm. and which is just a cat bed which is a cat bed and mm-hmm. he keeps trying to uh pointing his pencil wand you know <laughs> it's what it was i know did you notice the that? way that you said that for his, some reason his magic wand like... was a pencil because yeah. I, I didn't realize it until we did a close-up and i saw the eraser yeah and you know a, what bothered it's... me about that is it was a pencil for a human hand mm-hmm. it wasn't a proportional pencil for a fucking cat well what are proportions in this anyway fuck if i know it's nothing it's yeah just goddamn nothing anyway anyway and so he's like finally he musters enough magical power to make uh deuteronomy come back and at first everybody thinks they f- he failed because they're all looking at the cat bed and they're like oh and then you hear from behind in uh deuteronomy's voice oh and she doesn't sing just Oh, well, I never, was there ever, a cat so clever. And everybody's like, ah! Yeah. Yeah. And that's where you get sort of the uh, resolution with Victoria and Mr. Mistopheles. Yes, because it was like Victoria believed in Mistopheles, and Mm -hmm. that's where we no longer wonder who, you know, Victoria's going to choose. Will it be... Whatever the fuck the other guy's Monka name. Strap. Monka Strap. God, Monka Strap. Will it be Monka Strap or Mistopheles? And it mm-hmm. turns out to be Mistopheles. And mm-hmm. there's, of course, there's no kissing in this. Because they're cats. Because they're cats. And there's no licking either. It's Mm-mm. just a bunch of head touching. Mm-hmm. And which some, is fine. Which is fine, but sometimes it looks awkward. It looks... Yes. Because they don't do it... They don't do it in a way that looks affectionate sometimes. They do it in a way that's more like, bonk! Like, yeah. touch. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and so everybody's super happy to have Deuteronomy back, and mm-hmm. Cavity is pissed. Yes. And did they cut back to the barge? I think they, they cut did. back to the barge after, at this point. Yeah, after, after everybody's happy that Deuteronomy's back, then they cut back to the barge, and you can tell from Growl Tiger's extended stick that uh, Deuteronomy was at the very edge of the plank, getting ready to be forced off. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, was... McCavity's pissed off. He's like, oh, I'm going to go get him, you know, and he grabs uh, Bombalurina or whatever her mm-hmm. name is. Grabs Tay-Tay. Grabs <laughs> Tay-Tay and does his catnip dust spin and disappears. Mm-hmm. And then that's when that's when we get the fight scene on the barge where... Je- oh, oh, God, I forgot this stupid-ass thing that Jenny Anydots does in this. Mm-hmm. And when we first have Jenny Anydots scene, there's a part where she literally reaches up to, like, under her collar and pulls down a zipper, and she takes off her cat skin to, yeah, reveal, I... to reveal a second cat skin underneath that is wearing a bedazzled dancer outfit. 
Yes. Yeah, it was that, so weird. It was weird when it happened in her show, in her dance number, but I was kind of like, okay, whatever. She does it again when she's chained up on the bar. It was the Chekhov cat skin. It was the Chekhov fucking right it was. And because of the fact that she is crazy and wears a second cat skin with this, she doesn't have, like, anyway, she takes... <laughs> She takes off her second cat skin so that she can slip out of the chain, which then loosens the chain so that Bustopher Jones can get out. And then while Bustopher Jones and uh, Skimbleshanks are rushing over to help Gus, that's when you get Rebel Wilson swinging the chain around and like, don't mess with a crazy cat lady. Mm -hmm. And then she smacks herself in the face with the chain. But that's when we get the second dick joke of the show yeah. where she swings the chain up and hits uh growl tiger growl tiger in the junk and does the whole oh god kind of thing so uh, yeah and then i can't remember if they knock him in the water or not they do yeah but then effectively that's they rescued themselves mm -hmm. nobody rescued them that's good job guys mm -hmm. maybe laugh about that is they're still on a fucking barge yeah. So how the fuck did they get back to the theater? I don't know. And it was one of those things that when Deuteronomy came back, my first thought was, that's great. What are we going to do about the rest of them? <laughs> what are we going to do with the other four? <laughs> yeah. There's still some cats that need some rescuing, guys. But whatever. They resolved it, I guess. <laughs> um, and so then... We're devoting more mental energy to this than the creator. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> so then uh, Victoria goes outside because... She is going to get Grizabella. She is going to get her. And so that's when you have the reprise of... Or that's when you have her singing... Uh, full memory? Yeah, the full memory is sung. But it's like so she, beautiful. It is so good. Like, that, that scene, even though they messed up, they did, they did Jennifer Hudson dirty by still making her look like this cat chimera oh, i need to look up her music though because i need to i have, love jennifer hudson i need so to have much. more of her in my ears <laughs> but uh so victoria goes out and brings her in and uh she sings the uh i'm not gonna try to attempt it because it's soprano but basically she sings a part of memory to grizabella and that's what gets grizabella to turn around and come in with her uh because she shows her that, look, I heard you, and I want you to come with me. And so she leads her in, and all the other cats are hissing. At, A snarling. Yeah, yeah, snarling and hissing and stuff. And then uh, Victoria turns to her and just goes, sing, sing your song. And so Grizabella sings, and it's beautiful, and it's wonderful, and you're trying to ignore that it's being sung by a cat with a human face. You know, one of the funny <laughs> things is some of the cats look better than others. Yeah. And I will say, when you when you give them more fur... They look so they much look better. better. And Jennifer Hudson's character, Grizabella, had more fur like yeah. on her face. And she does she, look better than the rest of them. She was one of the better looking cats. Mm -hmm. and It I was could, still unsettling. But, like, she, like... Oh, I was so... God, she, her and Victoria were my two favorites in yes. this. And just for one, just because of how good, like when Jennifer Hudson is singing, mm -hmm. she has so much emotion mm -hmm. in her face and her expression. And yes. just so good. Like so good. Mm -hmm. I loved her parts. Yes. I loved her parts. If you could just isolate her parts, then yeah. Like, oh my God. It would be good. It was really good. <laughs> 
And but what was cool about that scene too is is by the end of it, after Grizabella does her song, all the cats who were initially snarling and not liking her are like they're they've they've had a change of heart. Yes, right? their hearts grew three sizes that day. Yes, and you see them, you know, having more respect for her, and they're like then that's when they go up, and they start touching her and, and yeah. stuff, and 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 rubbing their heads on her, yeah, and showing and, her affection. And, and there's the sweet headbutt with her and old Deuteronomy mm-hmm. that. And Deuteronomy comes mm-hmm. up and says, you mm-hmm. are the jellicle choice. Yes, you are the jellicle choice. And I'm like, yeah. Um, then. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> we get how oh. we get her to the Heaviside lair in this. So, Kay, remind me of how they get into the Heaviside lair in the stage show. In the stage show, Deuteronomy leads uh, Grizabella up to a... Tr- a tire and the tire lifts up and then down comes like basically this machine cat claw that but it's like it's like a stair slash escalator yeah, right and they stair, just go up yeah and then it just takes her up into the heaven side it just takes lair. her up and we, just, we don't know beyond that <laughs> so <laughs> this one oh and I forgot to say after <gasps> after Mustafali's uh, uh, magic uh, Deuteronomy back, all of a sudden, like, his magic block was gone, and he's, mm-hmm. like, doing magic left and right yes. now. So when it comes to uh, uh, Grizabella ascending, literally, um, they put her in... I didn't know what it was at first. I was like, is it a basket? What is it? It's an upside-down... Shan- well, it's a, no, I guess not upside-down. It's a chandelier that was on mm-hmm. the floor, and they get her in it, and it's got candles around it, and Mistopheles lights all the candles... And then it turns out, and as the camera backs out and the chandelier starts to lift up, that's when you realize, oh, it's a chandelier. And also, oh, it's attached to a fucking hot air balloon, <laughs> which then ascends through the hole in the ceiling. And this is when everybody goes outside to watch the hot, the cat in a hot air balloon ascend into the sky and McCavity makes his last ditch effort to get to the Heaviside Gate because he runs as as the hot air balloon is going over like a rooftop McCavity jumps up and grabs a, a rope that's hanging down from it he's mm-hmm. like I'm gonna get to the Heaviside lair and, but his either his grip is weak or something happens and he ends up falling and at first I was like oh shit are they gonna kill him is he gonna fall to his mm-hmm. death but rather than falling to his death he falls as they're basically passing over a statue of Napoleon mm-hmm. is it Napoleon no, no it looks, sorry at first I thought it was Napoleon because it looked like a French guy with mm-hmm. one of those French military hats but it he falls and he lands on the head of the statue and so mm-hmm. he's stuck up there but he's got fucking magic powers I have a great idea McCavity how about you just teleport up to the fucking hair hot air balloon yeah you've, you've demonstrated that you can bend space mm-hmm. and time to your will yeah but this climactic showdown you somehow are not prepared for anyway (sighs) they end up in trafalgar square and the lion's face on that they're standing (laughs) on is reminiscent of all of our faces by this point the the lion just has like this 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 frown with his wide eyes just like am i really seeing all this and the cats are standing on the lion singing as Grizabella goes off into the sunrise clouds. And so this hot air balloon just keeps going higher and higher and higher and higher and higher and, higher and just and it ca- disappears. And you, well, sort of, because you, you see 
after they look off, you're going, okay, well, they're all just looking off. It's probably disappeared by now. So it comes back to our cats as they're singing uh, the addressing of cats, which Judy Dench delivers uh, straight to the camera. She looks, <laughs> she looks into your fucking eyes, audience. She looks into your eyes and tells you how you should address a cat. Because a cat is not a dog. I have an issue with eye contact anyway, so this was, like, ridiculously uncomfortable for me. <sighs> and so it, it felt like a fucking Dora the Explorer thing. Like, Do you know how to address a cat? Good job! Like <laughs> That's how they did it. Like, just... Oh, it, was, it was so weird and so then they they sing the addressing of cats and then the cats disperse because it's morning and scatter. They, they need to scatter and take down all of the cat names on all the buildings like the feral hotel before so the humans wake yeah, up yeah before the humans wake up and uh mistopheles and victoria have a little moment before victoria turns to old deuteronomy as deuteronomy's like i think you are a jellical cat and they have this cute moment, and then she runs off. And then we look up into the clouds and see the hot air balloon still fucking going. The hot air balloon's still <laughs> fucking going, and then it goes into the clouds. Like, into the clouds and just vanishes. Yes. Couple things about that. <laughs> They've established that the whole point of the Jellicle Ball is to choose a cat who will get a new Jellicle life, mm -hmm. which... I assume you have to die before you can get your new Jellicle yeah, life. Yeah, because you'll be reborn. Because you'll be reborn. It really is a cat suicide cult. <laughs> it is a cat... Like, is it a cat murder cult or is it suicide? Because she's not killing herself. No. They put her in... They put... This is the equivalent of being put on an, on a on a sheet of ice and then pushed off into the sea to wait for it to melt so you can drown to death. Yeah. Because eventually that hot air balloon... It's gonna have to come down. So I want to see the how how it should have ended with this balloon flying in the sky, and then the candles go out, and then it just descends into the ocean where the cat dies. I have a theory. Or it gets hit by a fucking airplane or something. I have a theory. So with this being the anachronism stew that Weber is, this actually takes place in the late eighteen hundreds. The balloon is flying to the east the blue what is east of england across the channel france yes the balloon flies over france with the chandelier the chandelier falling was not the phantom of the opera's doing <laughs> <laughs> they just omitted the horror of the desiccated cat <laughs> This old, gnarled, greasy cat. Uh, you know, and then another thing about that. It appears that this is the way that they choose to send a cat off every year. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that this... I would believe that this theater would have a chandelier because it was a nice, fancy mm -hmm. theater. Where the fuck are they getting the other chandeliers? Where the fuck are they getting the materials to make a balloon? How the fuck do these cats know how to construct a hot air balloon? And they're doing it every year out of bits that they scrounge together. Here's what I here's here's my own internal thing. Uh, you'd have if if this isn't uh, or if this if this is like the way that I'm picturing it, 
you have the, uh, so the phone was invented in 1876, as we all know, and Phantom of the Opera takes place after that. So you have, ring, ring, hello, hello, yes, we uh, appear to have your chandelier here again at the Paris Opera House. <laughs> this is only like the 20th time. It happens every year. Can you please have better security for your chandelier? Was there a cat in there again? <laughs> yes. yes, there was a yes, cat again. <laughs> All right, send it over. Oh, God. Scrape it out. <laughs> Hose it out if you can. Like, <laughs> and then just... This show, man. Like, I got... We talked about it a little bit when we got out of the theater before the long, silent car ride home. <laughs> yeah. We all just contemplated what the hell we just saw. I just, I think I got a little desensitized to the the cats mm-hmm. over a little bit because after a, like halfway through the show, it stopped bothering me as much because by mm-hmm. then you've seen all the cats mm-hmm. multiple times. So you've like, seen the mice with the faces, oh, you've seen the cockroaches. cockroaches. So I think you kind of got desensitized to it a bit. But then every now and then you would get something that would just remind you of how creepy it was. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, w- when you see Grizabella close up, she looks probably the best out of the other yes. ones. And I would say maybe followed closely by uh, uh, Victoria. Mm-hmm. I will say Taylor Swift's character didn't look too bad in comparison to... Yeah. She just looked like a cat girl, honestly. She did look like a cat girl. Um, and... I almost want to say, like, Bustopher Jones's character looked really bad. Mm-hmm. Jenny Anydots was not that great. McCavity's looked excruciatingly terrible. Mm-hmm. I, and they I, did my boy dirty. And both, like, Judy Dench was really a fluffy cat, mm-hmm. but they did it really weird, like, around her neck. Like, it, it was very... Cl- so they were trying to do, like, a Abyssinian, or not an Abyssinian, a, uh... Well, some Abyssinians can have long hair or a Maine Coon type neck ruff, but Which, it didn't work. <laughs> but it didn't work because part of the problem was is like they would stop at the neck. They didn't because like with with um, with uh, Grizabella, she had like hair on her cheeks yeah. that went out, and, and it helped with yeah. the look. Like some of them had a little bit of hair on their chin, and that one kind of helped too. But it's like the, the ones that had more hair looked better overall. Yes, the ones that were just Skin tight mm-hmm. with cat hair patterns. Yeah. Looked some of the weirdest ones. Yes. And just like the stage production, dancing was good. Like mm-hmm. the choreography was pretty decent. Like there was a lot of really good displays of physical athleticism in this. Mm-hmm. You know, there was good singing, even if music, not all the music I liked. But for me, I would say the reason that I would say this show is more like a 30% rather than a 19, 16% was because of the part in the middle between Victoria and yep. Gris- and Grizabella. Yeah. That was the one part of the show. And then again, when Grizabella comes into the theater, those parts were the ones that like... Yes. This is That's where I got like a glimpse of like what the show could have been. Mm-hmm. Instead of what it was. Instead of what it I forgot the, was, man. There was another mouse warning that I forgot to warn our audience about because the mice don't just disappear with skimble shanks. When uh, Mistopheles does the seven kittens out of a hat, it's mice. And it's, it's only mice. four. And it's only four, and it's creepy. One of them, one of them falls off. Yeah. The sh- uh, 
I just, it, it, remembering the good things reminded me of the bad things, and that was one of the bad things. So it was funny, when we were going to the theater, uh, parking was, was pretty full and everything, we go in there and the theater's pretty full, because, of course, fucking Star Wars is playing. Mm-hmm. And I, my brain did not connect that initially, because when uh, Kay was checking uh, the movie theater again to see if any more seats had been sold. We're like, oh, hey, look, a few more people bought tickets. We were like, oh, man. You know, we we got there uh, early because we were meeting other people, and we're like, oh, we'll just sit around for a little bit, you know, before. And we barely had time to do our lunch before going into the show because of how busy everything was Mm because Star Wars. Yeah. But our theater was pretty empty, mm-hmm. save for a bunch of other idiots who brought their <laughs> idiot children. No, the the kids, I think that, I don't know why parents were bringing their children to see this. Because it, it's a musical and it's got cats, and I think that they didn't, they, they thought it would be fine. I mean, there were some kids screaming in it, but to be fair, I was screaming internally a mm-hmm. lot as well. <laughs> Mama I, Kay's friend actually said out loud at one point, what the fuck? <laughs> I didn't, yeah, I didn't hear him say that. I said that. But most of the time, I was just sitting there with my arms crossed, and I had just this disheveled, I could feel this disheveled look on my face, because I'm just sitting here watching this, like... Until the end, where, like, you're sitting there covering your mouth, and your eyes are wide. I was at the I realiz- didn't take a picture. Oh my god, is that the realization that they just put this cat in a hot air balloon, just sent her off into the ether? Because they're like... And, She'll come back. In their minds, they're like, oh, as soon as she passes the clouds, she's in the jellical realm, or, no, the, uh, the, uh... Heaviside. Mm-hmm. She's in the Heaviside lair or whatever yeah. it is. So because they're fucking cats, mm-hmm. they don't realize that beyond the clouds is fucking the rest of the world. Yes. And that balloon's going to keep going and keep going until it hits something, it runs out of fuel, something. Yeah. Gris- Grizabella does not have a good end. <laughs> no, she it does, does not. It does not end with her going off into the clouds. There is a dark as fuck postscript to this. <laughs> and she probably has the realization of, they fucking left me to die, and they don't know. I just, I feel bad for <laughs> Grizabella, though, because she's just got this whole, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a new Jellicle life, and I'll be able to have the life that I always wanted. Where am I? What's happening? <laughs> what is, yeah, exa- I just picture this cat on this fly chandelier. <laughs> <laughs> If she survives, then that's one hell of a story. We found a cat on a chandelier. <laughs> How did she get here? We don't know. You know Otherwise, the sh- this balloon just drifts over until it finally comes down, and like the English Channel, there's this. The chandelier would probably be too heavy, and it would sink. Cause like, mm-hmm. cat, I mean, the cat's gonna die. Yeah, gonna no die. matter what, and it's like, not gonna be this peaceful go into the light. No, <laughs> no. And like I said, I'm pretty sure that this is the chandelier that falls in the, <laughs> or it's you know it crashes through, and the cats think that oh well she <sighs> she has gone on to her jellical life because the chandelier's back. <laughs> Instead of this conversation between a confused Englishman and a confused Frenchman going, how does this keep happening? Is this a cult? I don't, I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) So different cat each time. Different cat each time. God, I saved the tails because why not? (laughs) 
this show was was weird. So weird. It, it was so weird. It really did. To, like the more Kay was talking about, it, it really does feel like a fan fiction that tried to take the original show and mm-hmm. give it a story, but they did it in a really weird way. Mm-hmm. Like just there's so much weirdness to it. Like Mistopheles in the show. He does the like the electric stuff. Like he had, we see him do magic, quote unquote magic, mm-hmm. but it's really benign. It yeah, doesn't, it, it's not really used to enhance the story at all or, mm-hmm. or, or do much of anything. In and, the movie, it's but, just. But in this one, there's fucking magic for teleporting. They are altering physical matter and creating stuff yeah. out of nothing. Like it, it's fucking insane. Yeah, it's crazy. I think I think the whole I I feel like there's a little bit of the oh the world through the cat's eyes but then it's just still crazy it's from the cat's crazy. eyes. This show was so weird. I I I don't think I ever 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 want to watch it again. Mm-mm. I will say though if they have a soundtrack for it, I'm going to They do. It's on Spotify. I'm going to get two songs from that and I'm going to put it on a play- playlist mm-hmm. and I will listen to those two songs. Yep. Probably pretty frequently. Make sure when you're getting the one that it's not the Taylor Swift version. She sang it during the closing credits yeah. and it was not nearly as good. It was not. It was not nearly as good as uh uh the other woman. Yeah. Um, Victoria's yeah. actress. Yeah, it was... This was an adventure, you guys. So it made me laugh that it's like, yeah, Taylor Swift and Andrew Lloyd Webber wrote it, but Taylor Swift didn't perform it because she didn't sing it as good as the other person. Nope. So, yeah. Yeah, this was God. an adventure. Oh. oh, boy. So, that was Cats the movie. Yeah, I hope it didn't ruin your holiday listening to it. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Fuck you for not having to watch this. <laughs> no, you can edit we, that. We out. watched it so that you don't have to. God, this was biz- oh. oh, God, yeah. So, this is our last episode for the year, yes. and until February, we made it. We made it a year. We Kay. made it a year. Congratulations, we honey. S- we started with cats and we ended with cats. Cats ish ish huh i ha i'm gonna have to look up some pictures of cats to remind myself what cats are supposed to look like i want to go find steven and yeah. just pick him up and love on him he'll be like whoa what what are you doing is what's it, oh, wrong okay, you just, don't have oh, a you people go, face oh, you have, who is it's you? okay if you drool <laughs> it's okay if you give k hives yeah Huh, so um our next episode won't be until february uh so feet will be little dark until then. Um, we may have some uh, special stuff show up in January, but um, if you follow us on any type of social media, which you should, you can get links to all of our social media at tonedefmusical.com, our central hub for everything tone deaf. Yes. Um, if that happens, you'll, you'll hear about it from us. Um, otherwise, you can expect to see us back... Uh, first wednesday of Mm. february yep and if you miss us during that time uh just a heads up patrons will be able to listen to our february episodes early as i start releasing them and editing them because february is going to be very different this year Mm -hmm. it's going to be a big history lesson we may be doing more than one episode per week depending on 
how my sanity holds because ne the next ones that you're going to be hearing we're going to be doing the history of black theater because it's something that's very important to me i feel like it's something that not enough people study or know about so we're going to be doing it um because as we've talked about the history of, a history of musical theater is often a history of racism yes yeah, so, so but a lot of these so i'm i am focusing more on shows written by black people or performed with mostly black casts so it's it's not going to be all a downer um in fact a lot of the shows are really good but there will be some that might make folks uncomfortable so because they deal with real issues so they deal with shitty shit yep and uh we'll see if we cover the whole span of history we probably won't in this february it might be split up in multiple februaries but yeah so that's coming up um we will have jello cat shirts available on our tone deaf musical website because <laughs> you know it's gotta have our jello cats oh, i need a jello shot me too um and i just want to thank everybody for uh a year just a year yeah of, thank you all so much of follows and listens and support mm -hmm. and this has been a uh, uh started off as just a side project for mm -hmm. Kay and I to do something and it's it's grown and yeah. we are excited to see it continue growing and we really appreciate the new friends that we've made mm -hmm. along the way and the great community that we're a part of at the Cast Junkie Discord and this has just been a really awesome experience. Really I feel like we've developed a family. Yeah, that's a good way like, of putting it. It's it's like a fun extended family that have come about cuz of podcasting and <laughs> Like, the the fans of our show, you guys, we love you so much. And we just, we can't do this show without you guys. I mean, we could, we, we could sit here and record, but without you guys loving it, then it's just a, it's just going off into the void. Well, I told Kay when we were first doing this that mm -hmm. uh, we have to do it just because we want to do it and we yeah. have fun doing it. and. Mm -hmm. Anybody who else who enjoys it is mm -hmm. just a bonus. But, but it's, seeing, it's evolved. But seeing because... yeah, but seeing how people do enjoy it, and mm -hmm. you know, we do continue to to spread and reach more people that do enjoy it as well. It's mm -hmm. been really nice. So yeah, thank, thank you all of you for sharing it and liking it and mm -hmm. putting it out into the world and encouraging others to like it because we yeah. we really appreciate it. And hearing back from you guys. Um, in the discord or on twitter or through reviews have helped evolve this show as well and you know it's it's just it's this like it's a it's a what is the word i'm trying to say it's my living, english is a living creature my english growing is slipping and evolving. because too much brain power went to understanding that damn movie yeah and this is a long episode too. this is a very long episode so but... we're closing out the year with an extra large christmas present yes or christmas Atrocity? I don't know. Is this like the Christmas present you get from that? Is this like the Christmas present in a Christmas story where he gets the uh, <laughs> the bunny costume that he doesn't want to wear? It, Put it on. I think that I think that seeing cats was that sort of Christmas present <laughs> for us. I think hearing us suffer about cats is more of a joyous Christmas present for other oh, people. Oh man, shut Or for people who did see it and needed someone to commiserate with. <laughs> they needed someone to share then, the pain with. Yeah. Um. But we won't be, like, completely silent. Our podcast feed will just be dark through the month of January unless, 
like Warren said, we have some special episodes. I know you were thinking of maybe doing an awards show later. For yes. Our uh, best of I, uh, musicals. I, I uh, have been convinced that uh, I, I need to uh, write the Warrens. Mm-hmm. We're going to do an award show and it's going to be my picks. Yes. So uh, you're going to get a Warren heavy episode that may or may not be fun. I don't know if you like the Death Note episode, you might yes. like this one, because that was the one I wrote. So, And I love the Death Note episode. <laughs> I think that's my favorite. So. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that'll probably be the only one, maybe a couple of minisodes if we see live shows. Um, we are going to be covering a uh, high school production of Les Miserables that yes. one of our fans, Jem, sent us. I'm excited for that. Yeah, we're, we're stoked to see that. So that might happen in January because I'm going to need some breaks from the heavy research and stuff. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be fun to do. And uh, yeah, just thank you guys so much. We hope that you have a wonderful and safe holiday season. Um, if you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. If you celebrate... Hanukkah, Merry Hanukkah. If you celebrate Kwanzaa, Merry Kwanzaa. If you celebrate just having some time off of work. Mm -hmm. Have that time off of work. If you're having to work during the holidays, we we commiserate with you and... And I do want to say... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, you go on ahead. I do want to say the winter time is a tough season for a lot of people, especially the holiday season. So I hope everybody take care of yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. make sure that you are taking care of you and that you are in a good space. Absolutely. And if you need someone to talk to, we're open on the discord. Oh, absolutely. All the time. Come, come chat with us. If if you got some shit going on and you're like, man, this sucks. Come tell Mm -hmm. us. We'll be like, that does suck. Yeah. We'll, we'll sympathize with you and we'll, we'll commiserate with you. Yeah. So that'll be it for this year. Yeah. I'm Kay. I'm Warren. This has been Tone Tone Deaf. Deaf.